This is very much like what Ronald Reagan did back in the 80s. He believed in supporting freedom fighters. He did it in Latin America. He did it in Angola, Guinea-Bissau, Mozambique. He did it in Afghanistan. Those people were willing, as the Ukrainian people are, to use their blood and our bullets. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, joined by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? Uh, celebrating the new year of our Lord, 2023, uh, with our, our latest and greatest episode, number 275. We made it 275 yeah. years. I, I, we're officially older than America now, I think. That's yeah, no, nobody, nobody do the math on that. Don't check. <laughs> but I think that works out. No. But we're back. Um, we took, what, what, two-week hiatus? Three-week hiatus? Yeah, we took a two-week hiatus for the holidays, for Christmas and New Year's, and uh, now we're back and ready to roll and talk about all the fucking horrible shit that happened while we were away. Did anything happen? I don't know. Did I? Did you take notes? I didn't take any notes. No. Should, no. We're gonna we're, no. we're gonna wing it. Um, up top, you know, I actually forgot to mention this before we went in there, but we should all, we should briefly talk about that shit that happened the other night uh, during the Monday night football game. Uh, cause you know, I know you're, we're, we don't typically talk about just regular sports on the show, but that was fucking insane. Like, I couldn't never... find out what happened. I kept seeing this guy's name and I'm scrolling and scrolling so, and scrolling and he's just like, Oh, people... thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. I'm like, okay, but what happened though? Yeah, Tell me people... what happened. <laughs> so people, I think rightfully were, were like, didn't want to widely circulate the video cause it's very uh, difficult to watch. But, uh, this guy, um, uh, God, what's his name? It's, it's something Hamlin. I, I'll, I'll look it up as I'm talking, but um, he, he's a safety, I believe, in the Buffalo Bills, uh, a defensive player, and he made a tackle. Um, DeMar. Uh, DeMar Hamlin? Yeah, DeMar Hamlin. Uh, and he made a tackle on a guy, like a routine tackle, but he just, you know, because in football, it's a fucking crazy violent sport. There's just people flying around all the time. Yeah. A guy came, like ran, it, it seemed mm. like to try to block him from tackling, you know, the, the, the other guy's teammate and just kind of inadvertently or whatever, ran head first into his chest. Like, so helmet first to the dead center of his fucking chest. And because he's a defensive player, they don't wear a ton of typically, especially safeties and guys that have to like run fast because they have to defend wide receivers and keep up with them. Right. They don't wear a ton of padding because they're not expecting to get tackled they are the ones right. doing the tackling which you well, know you, you look look at quarterbacks they don't have hardly any any pads on at all and they're like the littlest guy on the field all the time and it's like <laughs> well this is the guy who they're trying to tackle and he's fucking right which is uh, horrifying just, how is this legal but you gotta yeah. have your your range of motion to throw but like there, there's a certain point where you're just like you know jesus like my team the jets who've been a fucking disaster this year uh had a quarterback mike white uh he, I mean, I've never seen a man impaled like this in my life. Like he threw a ball, a guy hit him right under, under his padding, like in his rib cage, 
broke like three of his ribs. I mean, he literally folded in half. It was fucking gruesome. So I, yeah, I don't, I, God, <laughs> thank God I sucked at football. Cause if I ever had to like go on, who knows what the fuck shape I'd be in if I actually got playing time in high school. <laughs> Luckily I suck. So I never had to play. Um, but it, yeah, so- I was, that was never, I, we hardly ever did anything close to football back in phys ed, right? Cause it was fucking dangerous. Um, but yeah, that was, that was like, you know, one, one time when the, our, our phys ed coach wasn't there and everyone's just like, all right, we can do whatever the fuck we want now. Let's fucking hurt each other. <laughs> right. So you do. Um, but no, so yeah, Damar Hamlin. So he, he got hit in his chest. Right. And, um, and you know, went down and then pops right back up as you do, you know, in football, they always usually pop right back up. And then like four or five seconds later, he just fucking collapses like in a heap and like nobody knows what the fuck is going on. And they immediately the the, the medics run on the field and they they give him CPR and they hit him with a fucking um, was it the AED, the, the you know, the, the shock, the a, a, a AED, whatever the fuck that thing is, the thing that defibrillator, sh- defibrillator. Yes, that thing. Yeah. The um, thing that makes the Iron Man noise when you charge it up. Right. 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 right um which i don't know if they really do that they just you know used to ha- they used to make that noise in in movies before marvel movies were around well they make them now so that they're very user-friendly because they in theory want like you or like average joe person to be able to take them off uh you know the the sort of like wherever they are stationed in like a public yeah like, you just spot and you take the paddles with. you rub them together for good luck and then you put them on either side of their ears and that's how well apparently like the ones <laughs> the ones they have in like public places they actually are like voice prompted like they'll talk you through what to do so they're <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> like which yeah. it's got a fucking ai inside of it <laughs> yeah no legit like it's like all right well place the paddles over the you know like whatever but next insert your credit card into the slot <laughs> <Right>. and <laughs> put, put in your pin first please put <laughs> thumb thumb your thumbprint to assume liability for you know <laughs> for right. the first you're about the electro please wait while your insurance company processes your claim <laughs> right <laughs> Um, but no, I'm, and, and, you know, they probably saved his life defibrillating him because he, they think for like what they're pretty sure happened is there's this condition. Basically it's very rare because it, it only really accompanies blunt chest trauma, but it also has to happen at a very specific point of, of your like pumping in your heart, like your heart, you know, when it's. I don't know if it's when it's when the your ventricles are closed or open, but it it's only at this very specific point. If you get hit in the chest when your heart is doing that motion, it sort of like like spazzes out and doesn't know what to do. And it just seizes and it won't it, it like your heartbeat gets completely thrown off. So it, it throws right. you into cardiac arrhythmia. Um, and that's what they think happened. to him. It was just a fucking freak thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's. He's still in the ICU and shit. He seems to be okay. But I mean, I've never seen anything like that. Like they fucking, they've never like stopped a game for an injury. And they, they, they didn't, they like, you know, luckily they, they stopped the game and they didn't make him go back on the field because uh, the NFL, the first thing that they said was like, all right, well, you guys have like five minutes to recover. And then, you know, let's, let's get back with the game. And they're like, fuck you. Like, we're not, we, we, our friend might be fucking dead. Like, we're not going to go, you know, play again. And, you know, luckily the NFL, is one of the stronger players unions in, in all of sports. So I think that that probably helped to the fact that they were just like, fuck you, you know? Uh, whereas you look at something like, uh, like the WWE pro wrestling, for example, in, in 1999 fucking, uh, Owen Hart, a wrestler fell to his death. Cause he was supposed to make a stupid 
like entrance, like on a on a like a. They were gonna like he was lower up in the rafters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were gonna they were gonna well they were gonna lower him on like a with a fucking pulley, and they hired some you know right. cut rate team to hook up his harness, and it fucking failed, and he plummeted to his death in front of everyone in the crowd, and they just went on with the show because they don't have a fucking union, and it was like hey. You know, whatever. Hey, get out there. These people paid. And meanwhile, nobody wants to watch a fucking show. They're like, is that guy dead? Like, what the fuck was that? Like, was that fake? Was that, ri-? you know, so it, yeah, it, it's just it, it's important for these guys to have, especially when they're like putting their fucking lives and well-being on the line for our entertainment, you know, in football and any kind of contact sport uh, for them to have this sort of like, you know, union backing where they could say, you know, fuck you. We're not going <laughs> to. So is he in like a coma now? Is that my understanding? Uh, he's nah, he's in critical condition, but he's in the ICU and they have him like they have him on a I think they had him on a breathing tube, but that's like always a precaution when you have when they have to defibrillate you. So they yeah. think he's probably going to be OK. But I mean, it was fucking, you know, he, he was lucky. Like if that happened and there was nobody around, he would definitely be dead. Like, I mean, it seems like, you know, your heart's beating what many many times per minute i mean you, if you have you, you have like around a football field you're a minute to fix a, a, a heartbeat like that before you risk severe brain damage so like the luckily he was sure. related very but i mean quickly. this is this seems like something that could happen every football game oh 100 <laughs> you know? it's 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 one of those freak things where like if you get hit in the right spot and your heart happens to be doing you know like it right it's it's crazy that it hasn't happened more often or maybe it has and we just didn't realize before we had you know better medical technology and shit like that but um yeah no it's fucked up man it's like it's, uh, that was that was fucked up it was crazy one yeah. of the craziest yeah but well crazy so how um, was your uh, experience for the uh the bomb cyclone that we got how was how was that uh, we did we actually didn't get snow weirdly uh we we we, no. we were like right under the fucking snow line um <laughs> Buffalo got fucked though. Like a, a good portion of the Northeast got really badly. I mean, when is I mean, the whole so far? This whole podcast has been about Buffalo about being Buffalo fucked. fucked. I mean, when are they I know. Fucked? Um, well, they, they. I think they got like some cr- like feet and feet of snow, like some crazy amount of snow, like to the point where people, like mo- like dozen people are dead from like just not you know being it like just crazy fucking i know i said that weird but you know what i mean like buried in an avalanche of um but no i yeah and and we were like right under the line but yeah i think a lot of northeast connecticut got pretty i mean just heavy snow not like crazy you know feet of snow but you know a foot of snow maybe um how was the temperature there you know well (laughs) it was what was it 62 and then the day after i think it was like three degrees so that was that was a fun that was a that that's that's a normal thing for the climate to do right that's, i think that's yeah it's acceptable yeah it, it's yeah. totally it's totally cool that the jet stream is just fucking leaking like a sieve and you know there's no there's no fucking predictability or stability to our weather patterns anymore no. and you know well, it's totally you never, not a vicious uh, cycle that's going to completely explode and destroy the fucking planet yeah. well, remember when the uh, the temps got down to like negative fourteen, and we were recording years ago, and I got an amber alert on my phone while we <laughs> yes. were recording, yes, but it wasn't an amber alert; it was a warning to turn your heat down because there was a fuel shortage. They were gonna <laughs> right. literally the entire state of Michigan was about to run out of heat when it was negative fourteen degrees. Yep, and I couldn't turn my heat down. I had my heat turned all the way up. And it was running nonstop, and it was still only about 60 degrees inside my house. That's how cold it was outside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was up in northern Michigan, 
uh, for our, our latest bomb cyclone. This uh, seems to be an event that's going to happen more and more. I would not be surprised if it happens multiple times a year now. Um, and we got, um, I mean, they said it was going to be a, a storm that would last for days. And I'm thinking no storm lasts for days. I mean, even a hurricane, once it passes, it's only, you know, it's only about 12 hours that you're really dealing with hurricane winds, no matter where you are, you know, it's because it keeps right. moving. Right. And this was, I was up there, you know, it's, it's the, it's the lower peninsula, but it's about as far north of the lower peninsula of Michigan as you can go before you're in the upper peninsula. And we're right on Lake Michigan, right on the water. And we had 70 mile an hour winds, constant wind for three days. I've never seen anything like it. It was like being at the North fucking pole where just, it was, I mean, we got four feet of snow, but in some places there wasn't any snow because there was so much fucking wind. And in other places, the snow was 10 feet deep. Right. You know, like around a corner where the, when the, you know, the wind wouldn't touch it. It would, it was, you know, the post office, let's hear you the post picture of the post office. It was all the way up to the top of the door of the post office. Um, I went down to, I was in, an insane person, of course, wanted to go walk around in this shit and nobody else was walking. <laughs> there was a few people out in snow plows, but nobody was out walking around. Um, you, I couldn't, I couldn't see, you know, like I would have to walk backwards basically <laughs> to protect Jesus. my eyes. Uh, cause I wanted to go down to the fucking lake and check out the fucking surf. Right. I want to see right. huge waves and boy, did I, um, so there's a breakwater that extends about a quarter mile out in, into Lake Michigan, uh, to prevent the lake from destroying the, all the, all the boats. I mean, there weren't many boats in the water then, um, they pull them out, but the piers are all still there and the breakwater has been there for, I don't know, 140 years. Probably there's a little lighthouse on the end of it and you can walk out to the end of it, um, normally and the waves that were hitting this breakwater were about 12 to 15 almost 20 foot waves right so huge for a lake right but the wind was so high that when the waves would hit the breakwater they would shoot straight up in the air right over 100 feet yeah. and the, i mean and and the lighthouse is 40 feet high and i'm looking i'm like peering out into the you know into the sea and i can't see the lighthouse because it's just completely you know being constantly consumed and surrounded by all the fucking ocean spray going up in the air. And one of them, I even fucking like geog geographically mapped it out, like the height of the lighthouse and the height of this fucking wave hitting this thing. And it was 150 feet. Wow. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I went down there the next day and it was exactly the same conditions, only more. <laughs> the wind was more. <laughs> And now people were like starting to gather and, you know, take videos and take pictures. And like, you couldn't, you couldn't stand out there. Like you could, you would just get knocked over. If you jumped up in the air, you would land five feet from where you had jumped. I'm not kidding you. Wow. Um, and there was a woman there who was older and she said, I've lived here for 50 years and I've never seen anything like this. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, I saw the video. It was fucking insane. So I can only imagine. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I could, people were looking at it going, I couldn't see the lighthouse. And then when they realized how, like the height of the lighthouse, they're like, oh my God, how can that be on a lake? On a right. lake <laughs> that looks like the fucking ocean. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that was fucking insane. Um, you're lucky you didn't end up like Jeremy Renner <laughs> walking out in the fucking middle of that. <laughs> Just, you know. What did he about. do? Oh, you didn't hear about him? He got like mangled by a fucking um, snowplow. 
No, I didn't hear about this. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. No, Hawkeye? This is, this is, You're talking about Jeremy yeah, Renner. Yeah, Hawkeye. Though. Yeah, yeah. This was, this was like yesterday. He's in like critical condition. He, um, I don't, they haven't released the full details, but like the, it, what it seems like is because he, I guess he has a place in Tahoe and he was trying to like either plow his driveway or shovel his, or, I, I'm sure he's not shoveling. He's fucking millionaire. He's probably has a, you know, riding plow or like something, but he got like run over by like a cat, like one of those cat, like plows or whatever you know like the fucking big industrial ones i was trying to do the road and Jesus i guess christ and he's yeah no he fucked up like if there's a picture of him on social media like look like looks like shit wow no. um I, but he, like, my, he, uh... he almost bled out and like somebody like put a tourniquet on it like yeah no it was, it was crazy he, holy shit yeah no see he seems like he's gonna make it but uh yeah no it's t- it was touch and go so uh you're lucky you didn't fucking <laughs> end up like old Hawkeye there. Uh, Jesus. God, then who's going to update the Jeremy Renner app if he fucking dies? I mean... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no. No, I'm, oh. I'm glad he's okay. Though. That, that, that's crazy. Um, horrible, yeah. horrible fucking way to die if that was if that was your, your lot in life. I think the worst way to die would be uh, stranded by Southwest Airlines. That would be the like the worst. The worst way to go would be starving to death in an airport. Because yeah. you were, had nowhere to go. Yeah. Uh, this is I, I can't believe that a million people's flights got canceled from just the weather. It, the weather and, you know, what, of course, anytime you dig into any crazy story like this, it turns out like capitalism is always at the root of it. Because, you know, Southwest, rather than using all the money they made in fucking in the stock market to upgrade their computer systems when they knew they, that it was a faulty, you know, scheduling system they chose to keep it that way knowing it was like destined to create a fucking catastrophic crash where they wouldn't have i I don't know the full details of it but basically like they have no visibility on when people are not able to like when a when when a flight attendant's sick you know which why would that happen now (laughs) it's not like there's covid fucking everywhere or anything but like it, it's not smart enough to like reroute their attendance. So it basically just, if somebody doesn't manually update that information in the scheduling system, it, it assumes that there's an attendant for that flight. Um, and it was happening that they were just not getting any people uh, showing up for their flights and they can't legally take off if there aren't a certain number of attendants. So like that added to it. And it, and then they have to like manually track the people down by calling them. And like, it's a whole fucking shit show and they've known that this was an issue for right. years and they chose not chose not to spend any money to upgrade their tech because you know fuck the people that actually you know pay them to fucking transport them you know as if fucking flying isn't miserable enough in 2022 like they, they make it they do everything possible to make it as miserable as possible to fucking take a flight um and yet still they they find new ways to fucking torture you so yeah, yeah, that's that's what no, that's crazy. what happened over the, over the fucking holiday weekend. Well, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be hard to be a spokesperson for a you know an airline at a time like this. But we we did have a clip I wanted to run here of uh, of the of the response that Southwest Airlines put out um, to a million people being very upset with them. Yeah, yeah. So let's play that. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. So on behalf of Southwest Airlines, I would like to say that we uh, that we fucked. Can I say we fucked up? We, I can't. Okay, so we effed up. <laughs> we did. We effed up completely. Um, so the holidays change every year. We never know what to expect. Um, we don't actually watch the weather. We like to be surprised. Um, and so, um, yeah. And the way our system is set up at Southwest is actually that we don't 
have a system. So we operate on more of a let go and let God policy. And, and this past week, God has been gone. Like we can't, we, we don't know where he is. So um, we're trying to figure that out. We will definitely have it figured out by tomorrow. And if not tomorrow, definitely Tuesday or Wednesday of the week after next. Um, I will say to please stop sending us pictures of your family sad, like Hartsville Jackson, because we are trying to enjoy the holidays with our families. It does bum us out to see you being poor. So just trust that soon you will be on one of our Southwest flats, listening to one of our wonderful flat attendants tell uh, one of their silly little jokes on the intercom while you look for your children um, on the plane. <laughs> oh um, god i love her a, again blair erskine have you ever um, flown southwest it's fucking miserable i, I hate it no i won't so, fly southwest I'm, like i i don't hate myself that much no and and so and honestly it's not like it's not as bad of a flying experience as like a spirit i mean spirit is you know like i'd rather fucking you know take my chances fucking you know legging it to wherever i had to go than take a fucking spirit flight again but um it's not that it's like physically that bad of an experience, but I hate the fact that like they had this cattle call seating where you literally have to like, you don't have like assigned seats on Southwest. I'm not sure if you do this because you've never flown with them, but you don't have assigned seats. You basically have like a boarding time and then you just find a seat. So like you could conceivably be separated from your traveling partner. You could be stuck in the middle. Like if you're not quick to like the gate and you don't have a good boarding like section, it's a fucking nightmare. Are there people like elbowing each other trying to fight? For oh the yeah, well, and, and of course that's what happens because it's like I'll, I don't want to be miserable on a five hour flight, so I will try to get as to the line. It's it's a fucking psychotic way to run an airline. I don't know who thought it was a good fucking idea. Yeah. Um, and and it used to probably be great in the days where they had like half full flights, and you just be like, oh, I'll just take this whole row. No one's here. Um, but now that they fucking oversell every flight and they have to fucking hold you all hostage at the gate until somebody gives up their seat and fucking ruins their travel date, the tr- like day plans for travel uh, until you can all get on the plane to, and which, at which time, you know, like, oh, this is gonna be a miserable fucking flight. This is a full fucking flight. And, and, you know, this is gonna be awful. Um, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Never fly. Oh, it's, it's, it sucks everywhere. Yeah. I mean, fucking trains too. I had, uh, for the second time in two months, uh, my fucking train was canceled and I was stranded like halfway back to Chicago and they, they said, well, we can get on another train at the end of the week. I'm like, at the end of the week, what the fuck? <laughs> like you, you, you realize that you just, if you, if you need to put more people on the train, you can attach more pieces of the train. <laughs> Right. It's you don't have to go find a bigger right. train. Like the train comes in pieces and you put more pieces on the it's train modular. so more it's people like can IKEA ride furniture. on it. You can fucking add Seriously. It, add and first they said it was due to a service interruption, whatever the fuck that could mean. Right. And then they said it was an equipment failure. No, 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 no. It was equipment availability. I was like, uh, isn't this the fucking train company run by the federal government who <laughs> has who like has me. infinite money to build fucking tanks and bombs and shit? <laughs> Uh, or as it turns out, they don't anymore because um, of capitalism. Right. This whole blurb here, this is hilarious to me. So uh, let me find it. Where did it go? Okay, so this is the Washington, um, I'm sorry, the Wall Street Journal. Uh, lacking arms production makes Pentagon wary of further industry consolidation. <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious. So we, we've got, okay, Defense Department antitrust officials want to boost competition in manufacturing to help arm Ukraine. 
so yeah again this 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 war that we claim uh is a, a war of aggression that we desperately want to keep going right of course that's right. that 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 seems that seems to drive this is God. this you know this is completely terrible we want it to end but it's also in our best interest for america to you know drag this out into a huge quagmire right uh so u.s defense companies are finding it tough to quickly replenish weaponry such as missiles and artillery shells for ukraine leading pentagon officials to revisit whether industry consolidation has gone too far <laughs> it's just like oh i love this the, the largest defense companies like automakers manufacture fewer things themselves than they do uh, than they used to and rely more on subcontracting the broader defense industrial base shrank to 55,000 vendors in 2021. Oh, only 55,000 vendors. What? <laughs> how are they ever going to keep up with the demand? Well, you know, we're, we're at war with 50 countries. How, yeah. how can we possibly keep up with 55,000 fucking companies making weapons? So, so those 55,000 uh, weapons contractors in 2001 is down from 69,000 in 2016. And those smaller companies have become a choke point as shortages of labor, chips, rocket motors, and other components are hobbling efforts to boost arms production. <laughs> a challenge for the Pentagon or for the Pentagon, the antitrust uh, antitrust enforcers is how to measure the potential impact of defense industry deals. There has been relatively little academic work done in the defense sector, in contrast with industries such as healthcare, in part because of a lack of available data and the difficulty of measuring outcomes. <laughs> it's like, well, did we kill more people or not? I mean, right. it's, it's hilarious. In the health field, for example, a better outcome might be lower mortality, but the military lacks an agreed metric for success. <laughs> Are we sure that it's not higher mortality for the fucking military? Like that I seems mean, like that would be the what what metric. happened to kill counts? You had your right. kill counts back in Vietnam. Did that 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 no? That doesn't work anymore. Uh, that's icky. You know, it's 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 a lot harder to sell when we keep track of icky little you know details like how many people we murder <laughs> with our fucking weapons. I yeah. love the Wall Street Journal saying this is a problem that like academia has refused to solve for the Pentagon. <laughs> <laughs> If only we had some smart professors to put a spin on this thing, but uh, turns out, nope. Nope. Fucking unreal. Unfucking real. Oh, God. Um, you know, I was just thinking, though, when we were talking about the whole the plane thing. Remember when that was like the whole crux of like a fucking like wild zany comedy? Is that like the like tra like fucking planes, trains and automobiles or like Midnight Run or fucking Home Alone? Home Alone. That yeah. like, yeah, that it was like this was like this once in a fucking lifetime occurrence that like puts these people on this wacky adventure because they can't get any fucking decent transit that works and now it's like no that's just that's the entire u.s transit system that's fucking yeah. planes that's trains well, that's... You, you remember how implausible that in home alone 2 it happened again you're right we're like oh this is fucking horseshit they had to really concoct a bullshit you know I mean, scenario to, for him to get to left the, behind sir they're talking to the cop and the cop's like is anything like this ever happened before and they're like actually yeah and i watched that and i was like i can believe it yeah it's like <laughs> what, what do you mean this happens 15 times a day at laguardia it's <laughs> fucking Oh God, absurd. Um, was being of absurd though. We should get into uh, some of the the goings on in in the uh, in all in the Twitter Tesla, you know, fucking crypto grifter uh, world uh, that 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 you know <laughs> have happened over the last couple of weeks. We've been out. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, really, just crowning achievement. Uh, first man ever to lose two hundred billion dollars uh, yeah, of, of his personal. I was going to say, and when you say crowning, we do mean turd. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. It's <laughs> crowning like a fucking gigantic turd. Yeah, lost $200 billion because he's just, I, I mean, again, I, you know, I, I just continue to be, to feel completely vindicated in everything that we've always said about this man and how he's a complete fucking buffoon who, you know, just muscled his, muscled his already unearned fucking fortune into just, you know, accumulating, uh, you know, un- unearned fucking money from idiots who think that he's Tony Stark. Um, he, nothing he could have, nothing anyone could have done would have exposed him as much as he's exposed himself in the last fucking month or two since he Did bought you, Twitter. Uh, have you had a chance to watch Glass Onion yet? No, no, I, but I heard that he like it's, oh. it's it's sort of a send up of him and it's not sort of it is him. It is like, him. Like, Even the name of the character is an anagram for Elon Musk. <laughs> <It's> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not an exact anagram, but it's it's Ed Norton, like, right? Is like the guy who's like the like, Edward Norton. Yeah, and the thing is, like this movie was probably totally in the can when Elon bought Twitter a month ago or two months ago. No, right? But he's and, just always these people like this have always been a fucking more. I mean, look, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Well, I. Be, but the first Knives Out was like, fuck rich people. But this movie is specifically, fuck Elon Musk. Right. <laughs> and there's no, there's no, I mean, you could even, you know, the, uh, Ryan Johnson try to say, well, it's, you know, it's kind of a little bit Zuckerberg or whatever. Like, no, no, no. This is, this is, so, when you watch it, all the things that he does and says are so exactly. Well, and right. And Ryan may Elon have Musk. written him like as an amalgamation of them, but maybe Norton kind of played him as the Elon, you know what I mean? Like that's. That also could oh, have been I'm, in, I'm in, sure. in Norton's I'm sure. choices. Um, but Ed Norton's also fucking a lunatic and is notoriously oh, yeah. extremely difficult to work with. One of the things he did, though, for the movie is that there's a, there's a flashback scene where, like, him and all of his his fellow, mm-hmm. like, rich people that suck up to him, because but they're not nearly as rich as him, um, knowing full well that he's an idiot and they, like, you know, pump him up to be this wonderful thing. There's a flashback of them, like, back in their college years, and uh, Edward Norton... Um, came on set and appears in this scene dressed up as Tom Cruise as Frank T.J. Mackey from Paul Thomas Anderson's Magnolia. And the instant I saw it, I was like, Frank T.J. Mackey! (laughs) So the fact that like Edward Norton thought that his character, uh, you know, playing Elon Musk would idolize, um, you know, the most toxic character uh, you could possibly have in a Paul Thomas Anderson film other than uh, Daniel Plainview. Uh, that he would em- want to emulate that for real. Right. <laughs> so he just, he like had the, it wasn't planned at all. It was just something that Edward Norton did and showed up to set dressed as that. Wow. That's good. <laughs> it's, it no, was so like, good. He is difficult, but he is a great actor. I mean, that's, you know, it, without it, it's, a doubt, without it's, a doubt, it, which is probably why he's difficult or why, you know, vice versa. But, well, um, you, you know, you see, you saw Birdman, right? Yeah, of course. Funny. Yeah. And he's that's incredible I mean, in that movie. I mean, he's great. He's great, it, but, but he's, he's like he's, the real, you know, he's playing himself, playing himself. <laughs> right. Be, be the prick, obnoxious, fucking method actor. Right. You so know, who's knows. impossible to deal with. So he knows. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that was very much a meta movie all around from everyone yeah. in it pretty much. Um, but no. So, yeah, Elon Musk back to back to the real fucking dipshit. And, and you know, it, even be, like when we, we reviewed uh, uh, Don't Look Up uh, last year. No, that came out like Christmas late. Yeah, so last year, beginning of this year, or beginning of 2022, whatever. Um, and, and even that movie, you know, even though it was way before, I mean, this Twitter shit happened, is very, you know, people like Elon Musk are very transparent to anyone that's not blinded by the fucking, you know, the myth of the American dream or anything like that, that thinks that they're actually fucking intelligent. It's very obvious the the, the clownish nature of, of their whole shtick. Um, so... 
yeah, I'm glad to see that that's that's really being exposed for the masses. So I don't have to listen to fucking idiots anymore talk about how smart Elon Musk is. Um, so yeah, he lost two hundred billion dollars um, of, of real money too, not crypto money. <laughs> yeah, no, no, real money. His his stock is completely plummeting. I mean, we talked last time we were on about the how how much it's down. I mean, I think it's even down even further than that. It's down to like what like one oh six a share or something like that. I think today from like. 280 a share but like earlier this year like just just incredible historic drop off uh so you know and it's all fucking fake money anyway it, none of it's you know a real it's all fucking valuations by it, people are also realizing idiot. that you know a car that you you know can't open the doors if the computer won't let you uh is a <laughs> bad see, deal did you see so a couple of funny because he his cars to the gifts that keep on giving um obviously he's trying to roll out his cyber truck um which doesn't actually even have a factory they're just building them at a loss right now because uh he hasn't actually put together an assembly line he, they just build them as like vanity you know th- so yeah if you if you dropped a deposit on that good luck getting one of those fucking things um but yeah it, good, good luck getting your deposit back too yeah no a hundred thousand percent um but no, I mean, it's, 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 it's fucking ridiculous. You look at this thing and it's, you know, it's a fucking polygon. It's as no practical purpose as a truck to that. Any person who like uses a truck for work would ever you like, it's not something they would ever actually buy because a, it's fucking embarrassing and B it's not like, and, and just the shape of it. Like it, how are you going to fit a person inside there? Yeah, no, it just seems like a, like a horrible design from the start. The back window, they said, is five inches fucking big. Like, that, you know, and of course, I'm sure what's well, like, oh, well, you know, it's supplanted by the fucking three cameras on the giant screen in the center of the dash that will take up all of your attention while Have you're you driving. Have you ever actually used the rear view camera in a car to back into anything and felt like you were, you know, that it was showing you the accurate distance? No, you, oh, you, they, that's the first thing they tell you is like you immediately... You know, you, you you can use it to help, but you have to turn around and make sure because there are huge blind spots. Now, imagine that you can't turn around because the window is literally five inches fucking wide and you can only see a tiny sliver out the back of the car. That's um, mention, what is it? The thing weighs like, what, 9,000 pounds? Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly fucking dense. You know, it's, 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 so I was reading a thing about, um, you know, just just the average uh, electric battery for an electric car is in the range of 1,500 to 2,000 pounds. So in a lot of cases, you're you're doubling the weight of cars. And if right. you think that potholes are bad now, Oof. I mean, you know the physics of it. Like it's it's like the, I don't know, it's the, the mass velocity, whatever friction thing where it's like, uh, you know, semi truck. you having a bad time if you fucking bottom out in one of those things. I don't know. the Which is the amount right. of wear and tear it puts on the road. It's, it's like, you know, a, a 10 ton truck does something like 1000 times as much damage as a, as a car. Just right. because of its mass, it, it like it's there's a like a, a force multiplier involved in the physics of it, basically um, and to say nothing of you, like, you know how much fucking dust, uh, brake dust, there will be like extra brake dust pollution trying to brake vehicles that are all double the weight yeah. now. Yeah, and brake dust is already one of like the biggest environmental pollutions that nobody fucking talks about. Right. Uh, so that's about to get twice as worse. <laughs> so it's just, you know, again. And yeah, if you ever I, get in an accident, you know, good luck to you because those. <laughs> have you have you also seen that video uh, of the, I, like the woman who was in her Tesla and there was like a dog like attacking it and just like 
sh- ripping it to shreds with its teeth. Like it, it's no, but that's a very good bad. boy right there. <laughs> a very, very good but boy. I, I, I've never seen a car that, that falls apart this season. Like he literally was ripping the thing to shreds. And I was like, this thing is a fucking tin can. Like if you got in an accident with this, you would crumple into a fucking. Oh no. I saw a video of somebody who works at some other car company and was like showing all the things about Tesla's that are just completely like, Poor like just shit. terrible, terrible yeah. craftsmanship. Like like metal plates that don't line up where they're supposed to. Just... Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of those videos. They're, they're, yeah, their quality control is awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, I mean it's it's Delorean all over again. It's it's you know just without well <laughs> maybe maybe with the coke habit. Who knows? But I mean at least um, they fucking traveled time. You know, no, at least the Delorean was cool because it was at a fucking move. Like yeah, there, at least there was the cool factor, and it only lasted for a year. And fucking you know, that, I'm, what I'm waiting for is for Elon Musk to open his his uh, his next Tesla Cybertruck factory in Northern Ireland during the fucking troubles. That Seriously. that that's that that was the ultimate you know redeeming thing for for John DeLorean is at least he's funny. Like he fucking he was like yeah let's yeah sure let's open a factory in Northern Ireland because it's the only place to let us open one and you know we'll have an entrance for the Catholics and an entrance for the Protestants. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure we won't have any blood feuds and murders <laughs> on the fucking factory floor. Seriously. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, it's just preposterous. And and yeah, it's it's a fucking piece of shit. And there's also another funny video this week. Because again, there's always... An, and, and the funniest thing is there's always like, well, you know, I, I love my Tesla, but like, hey, do you, you think we could like fix this thing that no other car owners ever deal with? Like this guy, his screen was cracked in his car. And he's like, is there any way to disable the screen so that I can drive this car until they can fix my screen in six weeks when the part comes in? Because like, I can't, it keeps rerouting me because it, it's an auto drive and I can't turn Have the headlights on. you how big those screens are? It's like a fucking TV. It's, it's like a full it's, screen It's literally TV. like a 20 inch TV turned sideways, like turned, you know, uh, vertical. Um, it's, it's fucking insane. It's, they're supposed to be illegal. That's supposed to be. You would think. You would think it's. Yeah, you'd think Nitsa would be like. Uh, this is a little distracting. Maybe like not take up the entirety of your fucking peripheral vision with a giant television. Um, but they drive themselves and they're super safe and they never kill kids and speed up on purpose or anything. So it's fine. Um, you know what? What a fucking fiasco. I mean, that's that's the silver lining to all this is that he's losing so much money that hopefully his car his company will go under and uh, we'll never have to fear for our lives again when they're fucking out of control maniac cars you know uh in, in uh what's it called automated cars on the road it's just the maniac drivers of the non-automated cars we have to worry about well this was i mean it's been 10 years now these techie bros have been telling me and telling everyone that you know uh ai you know driverless cars the computer is going to make cars so much safer because they won't make the mistakes people will and not only do they make, make the same mistakes people do, they've invented their own no, series new ones. of mistakes. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, and, you know, things things like, oh, you wanted, you, you know, just just the car industry on a whole, you know, with with everything becoming, you know, appified in a car. It's like, oh, you you wanted an anti-lock brakes? Well, that's an extra, fu- uh, you know, $10 per month. That was, oh. the, that was the real fucking, that was the real crossing of the Rubicon for me when I saw that there some companies are trying to charge like a monthly fee for heated seats and i'm like man this is not a good this is not a good path we're going down this is very bad in general i mean just just the idea that everything i mean we've already seen this with software with like any sort of creative suite like adobe just doesn't even sell uh their products anymore for you to buy the software you have to subscribe to the software you rent the software you cannot own 
Photoshop or fucking, you know, any of any of those programs anymore. And I'm sure that that's the next thing to come with fucking, you know, any of Apple's creative product, like Garage, well, Garage Band's free, but, you know, Logic or fucking Final Cut. And I'm sure this is the future with every fucking piece of software. That's but. The, you know, I, I think that gamers typically are the most um, childish, self-entitled fucking brats in the world but goddamn sure. they're so demanding that like video game developers nowadays it's like okay we're gonna we're gonna put out a game it, that we spent a hundred million dollars on we'll sell it to you for 50 bucks and then we'll give you free updates for the next three years it's just like which is great i mean and honestly, I know. that's how we all should be with every industry but nobody <laughs> could fucking get their shit together to do that that's that's you know the great thing about sort of cultivating a very angry you know fucking uh, anti-social population. Seriously, is that they're, give they're, me free shit. Is exactly this is all I have, you motherfuckers. You will not take this from me. Like that's what we need to be with every industry. Um, give me, yeah, exactly. You're a rich corporation. Give me more free shit, <laughs> or else I'll fucking stop buying your stupid thing. Right. Um, no, absolutely. Uh, well, speaking of fucking morons, uh, we should we should talk about Andrew Tate uh, a little bit uh, briefly because he he's had himself quite a. <laughs> couple weeks while we were away uh, and did you know who this was i, I was gonna say this? cards on the table no fucking clue who he was still don't really know who he is outside of the fact that he seems to just be one of these like ig tiktok like hustle culture influencers uh aka fucking moron it's, it's, liars that's like, sort of god it's he he seems like Diali G, but unironically. <laughs> right. No, legit. Like, he's just, that's his real person. Which, and again, you know, there are plenty of people who that's their real personality. And, like, I wouldn't want to fucking spend 10 seconds in an elevator with them because I would strangle them. But, like, yeah, no, that's that's a real person. Or, like, or you could if you didn't suffocate from the Axe body spray. <laughs> right. No, I mean, legitimately, that's, you know, that's that's a real fucking person. So that's, yeah. I, I, what is he famous for? Like, just, just being a rich guy? I... I mean, I have no clue. I'm sure he. I got feel on like I googled some... it and I could not figure it out. Like it was really. Bizarre. I'm sure, like he was a guest on Joe Rogan once, and that was enough that like he got a bunch of fucking TikTok followers and started, you know, confessing to sex crimes and human trafficking and uh, raping women, and didn't realize that eventually that would get him in trouble. Yeah, you know, uh, authorities in in all countries, including Romania, look down on uh, human trafficking. Not really, not really on the top of their list of things that they like for uh, for uh, people who are not even fucking from that country to be doing in that country. Um, but so he, yeah. So I, I'm just reading his his the top line of his Wikipedia page here. Um, he's an American British social media personality, businessman, and former professional kickboxer. Uh, following his kickboxing career, he began offering paid courses and memberships through his website and later rose to fame as an internet celebrity. Tate is a self-described misogynist whose commentary has resulted in his suspension from several social media platforms. So yeah, again, seemingly suspended on Twitter until Elon gave him his account back and he used it to make the big, the funniest, maybe the funniest, like, (laughs) so all right, so the Greta tweet. So he tweeted at her, and this is keep in mind he's picking a fight with a teenage girl. Right, he's he's picking a fight with a teenage girl, uh, somebody who's actually famous for good reasons, not bad reasons. And he tweeted a picture of himself. The, the funny, the, okay. So he tweets at her, Andrew Taint, Andrew Tate. Uh, Hello, Greta Thunberg. I have thirty three cars. 
My Bugatti has a W16 8.0 L quad turbo, whatever the fuck that means. Like, you think a teenager fucking knows what that means? Or I don't know what the care? fuck that means. Nobody knows what the fuck that means except fucking losers who have no, uh, it, it, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, I'm sure it's just very fast fucking motor that, you know. It's totally going to help you when you're going, you know, 20 like the, miles the an only, hour. The only person that would impress is somebody else who has the same fucking thing. Right. Who knows what that is? Like the fucking 20 people in America who know that what that is. He's, he continues, my two Ferrari 812 competizens, competizen, he, he, I think he fucking made up a word. He butchered it. Have 6.5 LV12S, whatever that means. This is just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. To which she quote tweeted, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. That's a good, good, good reply, you know. A, a good reply. Somebody said that, you know, the like the fact that she used so many words to own him after he used so many words shows how much big dick energy she has. <laughs> and her her tweet, her her response to him is currently the fourth the fourth most liked tweet in all of history. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy, <laughs> I mean. Craig T. Nelson tweeted out, "World self, re- uh, world record self own goal. Nobody has ever kicked the ball into their own net this hard in the history of websites." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I, it, no, we don't have to spend time on it, but it, it, there's, but here, there, but there's always the a sub. Oh yeah, this, this was this was before he got arrested. The no, next right? Day. This was this was already the funniest <laughs> thing to happen on Twitter. Um, and there was a, I, and yeah, it, it just. There was an obnoxious little stream of like, oh, she shouldn't have been like talked about like dick sizes if that's like a like like it, it, okay, having a small dick is not a disability. Like, can we can we fucking can we like get can we fucking like breathe? No, nobody actually once in a said while? that. Nobody actually said that. Who actually understood what big dick or small dick energy? No, well, well, there's always means. some fucking person on on Twitter who just cannot help but fucking have to be a scold at all fucking times it's like can you shut the fuck like uh, you know i i don't know i maybe i'm just getting old and cranky i have no patience for shit like that anymore it's like you know like this is not a fucking you know having stick is not a disability like can we just fucking please just not have a fucking insane take on every single thing that ever happens ever i'll just say it he's got small cunt energy too sure so no, so there absolutely. you go absolutely to cover Small taint all energy, <laughs> <laughs> and he's bald. He's thirty six year old. He's thirty six years old, and he's already retired from kickboxing. Like, how hard was kicking? Yeah, no, he, he, <laughs> thirty six years. Probably old. not a very good kickboxer. Um, no. some, I'm sure some bro will be like, "Oh, he's thirty seven and five, bro. What are you talking about? You know what you're talking? All right, great. He right, got the, kicked the, off a TV show too. Right, the, the the fucking extremely popular and widespread sport of kickboxing. That's super relevant since fucking you know blood sport. <laughs> like that's that's the you know last time kickboxing was relevant in America. Um, but no, so yeah, and, yeah. So then following that, he he tweets this video where he's like like further trying to goad her and like bragging or whatever. Um, and. But he, he brags the way like a twelve year old would yeah, brag about no, things. Just complete child. Like it, it's it's it feels like it's an act, like it's a parody of himself. But well, I don't right. even know who he is, so I don't really know <laughs> right. what his real self is. I'm sure at some point he was a normal guy and was like, "Oh, hey, I can put on this persona and just be this thing, and people will pay me money." And you know, apparently, right. apparently, um, but this I mean, the sex shit was real. Like he 
like conned a bunch of women into doing webcam shit for him and like had them locked up in his house and they couldn't leave. So yeah, like no. that's that's kidnapping. That's human trafficking. And that is what he got arrested for in Romania, uh, a country he said he moved to because the age of consent was lower and they have, you know, in his own words, uh, more lenient rape laws. Yeah, no, that's a totally normal thing to say. For and Romania said, uh, "We don't want to be known for that, <laughs> right?" Uh, like, no, we, no, we don't. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I, I followed up on this today, and he's he's still in jail right now. Like, oh, he, awesome. I don't even I don't even think he's been charged because the investigation is apparently ongoing. But they filed a motion to, to hold him for an additional thirty days because they consider him to be a flight risk. Right. And so, you know, apparent and, and the initial social media rumor and it turned out to not be true, although it's a great story and I wish it were, was that they found him because he had a pizza box in the video that like showed the name of a local pizza chain and they were able to like more closely narrow his location to fucking nab him. Well, but they knew where his house was. They knew, they knew where he, he was. He traveled all over the place and they didn't want to raid his home if he wasn't there because then he would never go back to there and they wouldn't it, it be able to certainly, catch him. It, the timing indicates that to me that they at least help them make the sort of like make the pull the trigger on on you know apprehending him because they but did. But here's the thing: cops lie all the time. So right. I, I guarantee that if they found any evidence that confirmed he was there, something like you know the local pizza box uh, and a timestamp of when he posted the video, that is evidence that they would consider to be crucial to oh, nabbing yeah. him. Then that's 100%. how police work. They fucking get online and look at shit the same way we do. Right. You know, it's they, not they, some... like literally the same shit that you, you or I would did. There's no special fucking school to I mean, teach you, you how to be you, a good you, detective. Right. Like... You saw the wire. All that shit's exactly how cops really are like right. paying for their own security camera and then losing it and having to try to get it back. <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. you know, or, or trying to trying to use the microphone and then return it without paying for it because they <laughs> said it was faulty and then it goes down a fucking storm drain. That is exactly the way that cops really do things. So right. I have no. no doubt that those pizza boxes were the thing that told him, OK, we know where he is right now. He's in this home at this place. Let's get him right now. Yeah. Um, and plus, they would have, you know, with this huge thing blown up on social media, that's, you know, public opinion right there. They're like, OK, now everyone knows who he well, is. And that, right. That was the other issue is like, even if even if that wasn't the thing that helped them apprehend him, at which I think you're you're pretty spot on with that theory. But like, it, it, yeah, the fact that he was making himself such a public fucking nuisance and the fact that he's like, like publicly basically indicating that he's in Romania, they're like, well, we got to grab him now because like then now we just look like fucking assholes. If we're letting this known sex trafficker and, and you know, fugitive basically from the law, like, uh, spend his time vacationing in our fucking country. Uh, let's just grab him now. So like, I think that certainly forced their hand regardless. So my favorite thing about the picture he posted in his tweet though, is that yes, it's an expensive looking car, but he's standing there like a fucking doofus pumping his own gas into it. (laughs) Right. Like Like, you think the richest guy in the world would have a fucking Butler there. So he got his brother. He clearly got his brother. He's like, bro, bro, go, go, go take a picture of me. Pump my own gas. It's like, (laughs) So he spent all of his money on 33 luxury cars, but didn't have any money left over to hire a pit crew to do it for him or even just even just have like a regular, you know, entourage of douchebags to, you know, stand around and do that shit for him. Right. That he's got to like, you know, his one friend is his brother. Uh, He had to have him take a picture of him pumping his own gas like a fucking child. (laughs) 
I don't know. Um, just this, the optics of like of that picture, along with all of his bragging, is just pathetic. So I, pathetic. You'd also think like a douche bro like this would have like top of the line Teslas if he wasn't just insistent on being such a fucking prick that like had to go out of his way to be a fucking climate nuisance versus, you know, like if he was just like, like somebody like him would be the kind of guy who'd be like impressed by Elon Musk's fucking you know, uh, circus act to the point where he would be the one driving like the top of the line, a hundred thousand dollars. Seriously. And there's Tesla. cars that are way more expensive than those cars. He's listed. What's that? What's that one car, that three seater car in Europe that cost a million dollars. I forgot the, yeah, I don't know, but anyway. there, there's a ton. Of, I mean, there's, I, I thought the Bugatti was one of them, but like maybe like, yeah, there's like, I don't know, a Lamborghini that's really expensive, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's just, you know, this is, this is what people who have no fucking class and or personality otherwise, do with money when they get it is buy just fl- like flashy expensive shit like you know it, it's preposterous like no real person would fucking do that if they suddenly you know lucked into millions and millions of dollars for doing absolutely nothing other than being like a fucking professional moron on social media but you know oh geez okay so bugatti is definitely up there um you yeah, know bugattis was, are expensive i think there's one that's nine million dollars jesus Ooh. christ uh oh my god i saw i saw this suv when i was home in michigan that looked like it was from like the 80s yeah because it wasn't all bloated looking it was big but it wasn't bloated you know the all, all cars are like round well, you've seen those looking. those pictures of like the yeah like the pickups trucks versus like of the 90s or 80s and 90s versus sure. pickup trucks of today and they have the exact same cubic footage of of um uh, of lift you know like the, the back capacity the, the lift gate or whatever capacity but one is like twice the size of the of the 90s one yeah so i, I this thing looked like it was you know kind of more boxish you know and mm-hmm. i was like oh that's kind of i kind of like the the design of that it looks kind of more kind of you know uh kind of retro um, and I looked it up and it was fucking $300,000. <laughs> so, oh my God. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. I tried looking it up just now and I can't find it, but yeah. maybe this is it here. Um, I just can't imagine spending that much on a fucking car. I'm looking at this Bugatti right now. I'm like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's like sporty looking like this. This feels like, like I, I can't imagine spending over a million dollars on a fucking car. Like it, it's, it's insane. It, I couldn't fun. imagine spending a million dollars on anything because I'll never have a million dollars in my life. No, neither um, would I. But, but the I last mean, thing I would spend a million dollars on in in this world would be a car. No, I, I mean, if <laughs> if I had a million dollars like to spend, and it was like you have to spend this money, I would just buy a fucking nice house and like that's at least money that you know you'll make back likely if you unless you fucking happen to try to be selling it during like a weird time when there's I like mean, a bad housing market. But if you got if you got buy a helicopter. For, if you're gonna buy a fucking vehicle, buy a helicopter. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just be a real prick. Just just fucking land wherever you want. You know, <laughs> yes. Piss Seriously. off the fucking air traffic controllers or whatever you know city you happen to be flying over. Just um, land out a hospital and be like, "Oh, right. I'm sorry. Did you want this this <laughs> medical this emergency? Like when, right? God. You can you can pay me to move it. <laughs> that, apparently, that's like a thing in New York. I don't. I think it was like a, a mostly a joke thing, but like they do did offer that for a while that Uber was offering like helicopter rides as like a thing you could choose as an Uber like vehicle to pick you up. Nothing shocking anymore. Yeah. I like, like to trans. And I think they would leave from battery park and I forget where it would bring you, but I mean, (laughs) 
like, what the fuck? What are we even doing here? Because there's not enough air traffic in the skies over Manhattan. No, no, no. We need to add more. There's not like two, two of the biggest airports in the country don't like let, you know, have air traffic constantly going back and forth right over Manhattan or anything. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen like footage of New York City where you couldn't see at least, you know, 12 aircraft circling oh, the yeah, fucking no, city. It's, 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 it's awful. Uh, just helicopters flying around, fucking cops doing, you know, fucking infrared most i mean mostly planes i haven't seen quite as like that's the thing that like i always weirds me out about la is people just said there's just always fucking helicopters which i i've not experienced as much living in new york like when i did like it that's that's that would be worse to me because like planes it's whatever it's up in the air you hear it it goes by but helicopters are just a fucking nuisance i feel like and especially if they're always like there's so much louder there's so much louder that's the other issue right my god i so i uh was uh, involved in organizing a protest one time and they were going to be like uh, several different marches that were all going to meet at one point. Uh, and there, there were, uh, I was basically like just on my way to the uh, meetup location for one of these things. And I was personally being followed by a helicopter. Oh God. Just <laughs> me, just me. Uh, <laughs> which was kind of scary yeah, <laughs> to no, think that like, that's not that, at all a they live type moment where you're just like, Oh fuck, yeah. this is bad. It was, it was a news helicopter because it was like, Oh, the, they're going to shut down the highways. So we're going to film it. And it was right. like, uh, they apparently got a hold of some information about me and, uh, followed me from my house. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was a weird, that was a weird moment. Yeah, but uh, I so I, I did want to well, follow up with this Andrew Tate thing because oh, yeah. uh, I didn't know if he'd been let out of prison or what, you know, what what had happened with it. It's been like a week. So I looked it up uh, today. And sure enough, like I mentioned before, he's they uh, are keep they're holding him for additional 30 days, uh, even well, you know, while they're continuing the investigation. And I don't know if he's actually been charged with anything yet or not. Um, but then I saw this headline just from this afternoon. Romanian authorities seize Andrew Tate's car collection as investigation <laughs> continues. <laughs> how, how many cars you have now, Andrew? How many was that? <laughs> oh, my God. So when he tweeted out just a week ago, he had 33 cars. Do you think he had any idea that a week later he would not have those cars anymore? <laughs> the Romanian police were like, thank you very much for giving us an accurate count for our inventory. <laughs> <laughs> Now we know that we we're still missing five. We need to go track those down. Thank you for so, that. So I did see that it was not all of his cars. It was uh, specifically six of his cars. Oh. Right? Well, I'm and, sure he doesn't have all 33 in Romania. Like I'm sure he's no, got... no. But it shows that like they're looking for those those six specific cars because they have specific victims who have you know testified to the police. Oh, right. And I'm sure that those are the cars that they were trafficked in. Right. God forbid. Yeah, you would think somebody. I mean, criminals are fucking stupid. We were we're pretty well aware of this at this point, especially rich ones. But you would think he would like rent a car and not like have a car that's in his name be the car that he used to commit a fucking crime, like sex trafficking. I mean, but what w- what did Jeffrey Epstein use to traffic teenage girls? A, a, a fucking a jet. private jet that like a was private the- jet registered in his name. Yeah, and took him to his fucking private island that he owned. Like it's you know again. Not it, it's at a certain point you, you're so rich you think you're just completely above any consequences whatsoever. Um, so it's glad to, it's, I'm I'm glad to see that there are consequences for fucking Seriously. monsters like well, that. Well, it's it's scary though because you realize the people that were really good at killing people and did it over and over and over, kidnapping, killing, you know, rape, whatever. Uh, they were they were very careful not to do those things that rich people do. Oh <laughs> yeah, is, no, hundred percent. Which is scary because they really thought about not wanting to get caught. 
Well, fucking Zodiac Killer. They never caught the guy. I mean, but, you know, <laughs> there are theories, but, like, they probably never caught that guy. Like, he probably got away with it. Um, I mean, you run for the Senate, you're pretty much safe, right? <laughs> right. No, exactly. You're, yeah. Well, we should actually talk about uh, Congress a little bit because it's been, you know, we, we haven't talked a lot about, like, the electoral politics lately, but it, it was it was just a particularly funny shit show over the last, you know, couple weeks, especially the last week or so. Um because, you know, they obviously have a new Congress uh, being sworn in, a new House being sworn in. and <laughs> Not so fast. <laughs> well, in theory, they do. Um, and, you know, obviously the Republicans took uh, the House by a slim majority because, you know, that was, of course, what the Democrats wanted to happen. Because then they don't actually have to do anything for the next two years. And they can just say, oh, well, you know, we lost a majority in the House. You just got to vote for us to make sure that we get a majority again like we had in all three chambers and did nothing with for two years. Um, but so, you know, the Republicans took a slim majority, so they have the, uh, the right to select the speaker. Um, and Kevin McCarthy was the uh, obvious choice for the Republican party because he was the, the last speaker, I believe that the Republicans had uh, in the house. And it's just, you know, that's, that's the status quo establishment guy that they were going to have lead the party there's just party always just determines who it's going to be and that's that's the way it is i mean his um, twitter handle is gop leader so how can right. he pick anybody else right no exactly it's right in the name um unfortunately for kevin mccarthy uh there are republicans in congress who actually want to represent the will of their psychotic fucking maniac voters um and are not gonna vote for him or you know or at least holding him up for concessions because uh, he's very much an establishment Republican. He's not a Trump guy. He's not at all uh, somebody who's friendly to the MAGA. You know, I mean, he does. He won't do anything to stop Trump or any sort of, you know, ma- like he he's he is like every Republican where he'll capitulate if Trump won the presidency again. But he's not a MAGA guy. Um, he's an establishment Republican. So the the Lauren Boberts of the world and the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world are. Uh, refusing to vote for him and you know i'm just kind of baffled because i was under the impression that if you didn't vote for the the party's chosen candidate for speaker even if you have the majority of the votes that you would then allow um the other party to elect the speaker because i'm a fucking five-year-old who doesn't understand that uh there are rules like you need to have a majority of the house uh vote for the speaker for the speaker to actually take over as the speaker um, you know, that's not like that's something that's publicly available knowledge or anything, you know, that not that this has come up before. Um, obviously right. what we're referring to is the fact that this is what we and everyone else and even all the shitheads who, you know, are now like fucking, you know, Andrew Tate supporters or whatever, uh, like Jimmy Dore or whatever, like who were screaming about, um, when Nancy Pelosi took her fucking seat in that seat in, in 2021, when the Democrats last, you know, took back the house, um, is that, uh, there's no reason that you should vote unconditionally for someone as speaker, because you can withhold your vote, hold up the whole process. As long as you have the majority and your, your party has a majority, uh, and demand concessions. Otherwise you, you slow things to a halt. And that's what we saw today. And, you know, we were told that we were children and that we were idiots and that you can't do that. And that we were told nothing. it was violence. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. AOC herself, who was the person that we thought would, you know, at the time was like, well, why don't you do this? You say you want these things like withhold your vote until you get con- like concessions from Nancy Pelosi, like significant concessions. Um, and so this was this was the big thing that that uh, Jen Gunger 
said at the time. And he, this is the, the, the irony of this is beautiful to me because Kevin McCarthy cannot get elected Speaker of the House when his own party is in control. Right. He, they voted seven times in the last two days, and he's getting less votes each time. Right. Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat, has been getting more votes than him. Yeah. Yeah, I have no love for that guy at all as a fucking corporate friendly He's he's a right wing fucking Israel supporting prick. But, you know, that's every Democrat. But it's still it's like he got the most votes. Shouldn't he get the No. Okay, so this is this just just to make sure I I was not misremembering this. I went back and found uh, an article that talked about this. Um, So this was in RT, uh, RT, RT News, whatever. Uh, Most notably, Unger attempted to rebuke the half baked in his words. Uh, hashtag force the vote plan by repeatedly arguing that challenging top Democrat Pelosi would only lead to Republican leader Kevin McCarthy grabbing the speakership. So Jenks tweet was, if you want to challenge Pelosi, you have to do your homework and figure out ahead of time who could run against her in the ca- uh, in the caucus, not wait till the choice is between her and the GOP leader, uh, his Twitter handle. That's what some of us did a month ago. Some of us chose to be hot tempered and childish instead referring to Jimmy Dore uh, and everybody else, apparently, that understood that that's there's no way that could happen unless you had Democrats who voted for Kevin McCarthy, which would never happen. This it wasn't it wasn't that everybody was going to not vote for Pelosi. It was that only a few key people wouldn't vote for her to prevent her from getting the majority until we got a floor vote on Medicare for all, whether it won or lost. That was what it was. Force the vote on Medicare for all. Right. So now not only did everyone know that Jenk was a fucking liar then, but it, it's just hilarious to read this now because literally he Kevin McCarthy has no chance in hell of becoming Speaker of the House then or now. <laughs> right. No, it, it's it's fucking preposterous. And, and this is, of course, what we said at the time. And we were told we didn't know what we were talking about. We we're being childish and. Yeah, we're being violent. Um, and and again, who, who this was the is sports why... guy that went on uh, Jimmy Dore's show? Um, uh, Justin Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even he was like, "AOC is just wrong about this." I'm yeah, just, like, a, I'm just a football player. And even I know this. <laughs> you know, he, he's he's cool. He's uh, he's a running back for the Chargers. He's actually a very good player. Like you would think, somebody outspoken as that would be like someone who's you know on the bench, but he's actually a good running back. Nice. Um, but but no, he's yeah. And yeah, it's just, you know, again, it's anyone with a fucking brain who can, you know, un- read and understand what they're reading would know that that was complete bullshit. But they including AOC and those people used that as an excuse as to why they didn't do it. And it was complete bullshit. And that was one of the first moments, I think, where a lot of the sort of progressive Bernie left sort of saw through that the the hollowness of of a lot of the 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 squad and the whole branding around that and like yeah well, it was when the it was when the fraud squad uh hashtag right. started trending and, back then. and unfortunately i think you know a lot of uh it's it just and it is what it is but it's just a lot of them showed their true colors and i think it's just you know it it, it just it's it's what it is but yeah i mean i i, I don't feel any sort of satisfaction in being vindicated by that because we knew we were right at the time like we're not fucking you know they we, we were guests they could gaslight us all they want but we knew what the law was and we knew what you know because it was unprecedented that was and again democrats and even the fucking progressive left have always been afraid of doing anything that's unprecedented 
which is fucking preposterous because that's well, it's literally unprecedented for a hundred years. Before right. that, it's happened before, so it's not unprecedented. Right, right. Well, so right, it's unprecedented in modern times. So it's like, well, that's and that was everyone's argument against the constitutional convention too. It's like, well, yeah, if you actually have like good people in power who want to do good things, and you have a fucking majority, you just fucking do it. Like, what are you afraid? Like, this was this was the big thing in New York. Like a couple like. I think it was in 2018 or 27. It was the same year that Nixon ran against Cuomo, but that was also on the ballot of constitutional convention. And the Democrats had a super majority. And I was like, yeah, obviously let's do one. And they're like, well, then there could become a rogue convention. And then the Republicans could pay. I was like, okay, well then don't be fucking pussies. And like, make sure that doesn't happen. You have a fucking super majority like this. There's no conceivable world in which that would happen, but you know, Right. The power, actual power abhors any sort of massive, uh, large scale change happening in any sort of, you know, re- reasonable amount of time. So, I mean, if you get down to it, ultimately, their argument is going to be, look, you having health care is just unprecedented. I'm sorry, we can't go against convention. Right. No, that's, that's what it will be. <laughs> I mean, we've just, we've always had private health care companies. We can't just get rid of them. Right. Right. Yeah, it, it, it's just fucking ridiculous. But um, real. Oh, so, yeah, that's so that that's going on this week. So it's it's hilarious. Kevin McCarthy, just the fucking, you know, pinnacle of of, of pitifulness uh, this week because he's just trying to put on a brave face. But he's just looking like an all time putz for for this move of not, you know, he should have never let it get to this point. But he kind of thought that, like, well, eh, they'll do the right thing in the end. They'll they'll put me in and. No, they won't, because, you know, <laughs> I hate to tell you, but a lot of the people in your party are actually fucking nuts. Like Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would not want to be, you know, trapped alone on a on a subway car with her. Like, she genuinely is a scary person. I mean, like, when would she ever get on a subway? That's though? true. But you know what I mean? Like, she genuinely yeah. seems like an unstable person. Like, I, you know, oh, that, that was the other thing. They immediately removed the metal detectors from uh from, from Congress. I don't know if you saw that today. I don't know. How can that? How can, I don't understand how that can I, I, happen. Right. Right. Like who, it, it's fucking insane. It, it's just Lord of the Flies there. Oh, it's apparently. total Lord of the Flies. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great thing to do two days before the one six anniversary. I'm sure that won't be a fucking absolute fiasco in a couple days if people show up. And did you see what her her response to it was? That no, no. If, if Democrats are afraid, they should just open carry. <laughs> just like, you know, fucking just everybody open carry on the floor. It'd be fun. It'll be. An, it'll actually make C-SPAN interesting. We'll just, just you know, have everyone in fucking do that shootout. shit back in the day. Did, wasn't there like a fucking duel outside of Congress? Oh, there like, there were uh, for sure duels, and they used to. Well, they also used to just beat the shit out of each other, especially during the Civil War. Like they would just or, yeah, like, a guy fucking candy candy a guy over the head and almost killed him. Yeah, if I recall, yeah. Bring just that back. You know what? Honestly, our politics is so shitty and, and intractable at this point. Like, maybe that'll actually get something done if we could just beat the shit out of a motherfucker on the floor of the house every once in a seriously, while. Seriously, seriously. I, I don't think Booty Judge would. I don't think Booty Judge would fare too well. He would, oh, no, he's, he's 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 really more of a driver than a fighter. Like he's he he could certainly drive the convoy. I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on him for too much combat. Circle the he, block. You park he, everyone's cars while they're while they're dueling. He yeah. could give you a very detailed accounting of his of his convoy experience, but. So, um, th- th- just speaking of speaking of like the old timey Congress, th- I ran across this little blurb um, the other day. Uh, this was one of those one of those things where it's like an instant milkshake duck, where uh, somebody was celebrating um, the first woman senator in U.S. history uh, until somebody did a little bit a um, little bit of digging on this woman. Uh, let's see here. A century ago, on November 21st, 1922, 
suffragists flocked to the Senate chamber to watch 87-year-old Rebecca Latimer Felton become the country's first woman senator. Quote, the grand old woman from Georgia, as newspapers dubbed her, had spent her life fighting for women's rights in her home state. Now great and bent, she raised her right hand and swore to uphold and defend the Constitution, prompting a roar of applause from galleries. The day marked a historic first for American women, but it's complicated by Felton's record as an outspoken white supremacist and the last member of Congress to own enslaved people. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> not only did she believe black people were inferior, but she also advocated lynching black men accused of Ooh, raping white geez. women, quote, a thousand times a week if necessary, as she said in an infamous 1897 speech. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can only lynch somebody once. I mean, I got, maybe I'm not completely up on the terms, but um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she met a thousand different people. Oh, right. Just, just, and who, who cares? Like, which, which thousand? Just find a thousand black guys. Like, if, if Any, they... anyone you point the finger at, guilty. Right. Guilty um, is charged. No trial. Just get a mob. <laughs> we'll find a tree. Get the rope. I'm, you I'm, know the drill. White, white liberal women have, have amazing restraint to not bring her up all the time. Cause I, I guess, I guess even they have some standards where they're like, all right, well, she's a little too tough to defend and sort of gloss over the. Uh... It, it was, you, you remember that website? Some web site for lgbt rights whatever and they were celebrating this this uh woman who was uh like a world-renowned athlete in the 1930s and then was uh killed during world war ii uh because she was a nazi torturer not a not a person that tortured nazis she was a torturer for the nazis and then they tried to say once they got called out on that they said well that the this the accounts of it are a little vague we don't know exactly and it's like no the the accounts are from the people she tortured they lived and told everyone about her that's why they knew to go kill her and threw her body in a fucking french ditch well, you know, we always focus on the negative. I mean, well, let's let's, let's, <laughs> let's not come on. I you mean, know, there's more to a person not, than just you know whether or not they were. A I'm, Nazi I'm more of a. I'm more of a. Two. You know, glass is half full of Nazis, not half empty of Nazis. <laughs> right. Oh God. Well, real quick before we get Irish, talk about uh, another moron in in Congress uh, <laughs> who's just. And again, I, don't, I haven't really fully been following. Although today I just saw another funny clip of of this individual but uh george santos is having himself quite the quite the month as well um another guy where it's just like where did he come from how did this happen how did he get to be where he is without is his name really george santos is he really is he really gay is he really married is he really an american citizen like we don't know any of these answers to any of these questions legitimately um so no that yeah basically what how did this even start with him he was he so I saw that he lied. He he's like this just Republican congressman who I guess like says he's gay, but like has an ex-wife, which I mean, again, not, you know, not unheard of. Some people, you know, you're in the closet, whatever. Um, that's not unheard of. But then it turns out he lied about a lot of shit, like publicly, very like obviously on Twitter. Like he tweeted once about how his mother uh died on 9-11. Uh and and then <laughs> which plane was she on right and then but then also tweeted somebody else about how his mother died five years ago like and he tweeted that in 2021 so again like one of them is obviously not true probably the 9-11 part yeah and, th- and then he said that he had a company which never existed and then employees of his company died in the pulse nightclub shooting 
which didn't happen. Right. So there's a good chance this guy's not even gay, and he just thought that was like a good angle. Which it's, this, I mean, there's, he's told so many lies so many like, different times. This is, I think he's a pathological liar that just doesn't know when he's lying. His right, brain he's just a very just, bad something con, wrong man. with him, and his brain just like when he's stressed or doesn't know what to say, he just whatever comes <laughs> into his head, he just says it. And, and doesn't and, know that people are going to check these things. Did you see today twice during the roll call vote, they called his name and he didn't answer and he had to like go run after the fact and like try to put his vote in to the point where no. people are like, is your name really George Santa? Like, is that really your name? Like because he's not he, responding to the name because it's he, not part, like, part right. Of his like, like, like real memory. it might not even be his real fucking name. So it just, and no one will, the saddest thing is like, you know, if, if he, you know, telling lies isn't special. It's just that he's told so many that even the like Republicans won't even sit next to him. Yeah, no, it's funny. Every picture, <laughs> it's like there's like a circle of seats where no one wants to be near him. Just a comical circle, as if he like doesn't shower. Like there's and just it's like not people like there's won't extra sit. seats in the co- halls of Congress. There's one seat for each person there, so right. people are deliberately not taking their seat to avoid. People are being milling near around him. to not have to sit next to him. It's, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Like, like they don't think he's gonna be there in a few days. Right, a bunch of fucking geriatrics are like ah oh, fuck I, i'm exhausted but i gotta stand so i don't have to be fucking shot you know next to him but seriously and um, and then there, i saw this footage yesterday where he's like running around the halls of congress with a backpack being hounded by reporters and he, he like at least two different times gets lost like he doesn't know right, he's, he's, never, he's like a new job he's never been there before <laughs> he's like trying to navigate and they're like first day on the job and there's a gaggle of press people <laughs> racing after you asking if your name is your real name or not it's fucking hilarious. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. Well, and yeah. then the, and the sad part is that like, he, he claimed he worked at uh, Goldman Sachs and Citibank. Right. <laughs> right. Like, how, how many maybe, people maybe... work for both of those two and are that young still? Right. Like, also, maybe don't brag about working for like the two most inept and evil well, fucking companies. This is, this the... is the, what I said. I mean, my, my mom was talking about this and I'm like, so if he didn't lie about it and actually had worked at the two most evil banks in the world, then Democrats would be OK with that. Right. And her, her response was like, well, at least he didn't lie about it. I'm like, well, you, right, because those banks don't lie. Right, right. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So he's and he's also so he's also looking at charges uh, in relation to fraud uh, and a stolen checkbook in Brazil. And apparently they were looking for him and didn't know where he was until he got elected. And now they're like, oh. Now we know where he is, so we're going <laughs> to file charges now. <laughs> yeah, that that's, you know, the funny thing about uh, turning yourself into a public figure is, is you tend, your crimes Seriously. tend to catch up with you. That's a it's, it's lesson like for you, aspiring idiots. If you don't think the pizza box has got Andrew Tate caught, then just look at George Santos <laughs> and how the Brazilian police, he totally was off their radar until he got into the U.S. news. Yeah. Like, cops are not that bright, <laughs> okay? No, like, they'll you, still you see pretty them, much have to. You pretty much have to, like, admit to your crime on social media and dox yourself to get caught nowadays. The only pretty much the only way you won't get seated in Congress is if you like are too like truthful about Israel. Like that's pretty much the only thing that would actually threaten you getting seated in Congress uh, at this point, because you seemingly could just kill somebody and get a fucking, you know, get seated by the speaker in, in, in Congress as long as uh, as long as you play ball in every other area of Congress. But seriously. Yeah. So I, I saw this today. Um, so I was trying I was doing some little uh, opposition research on Hakeem Jeffries. And uh, first tweet that pops up that I, I see is from him just says stand with Ukraine. Hashtag freedom. <laughs> so he's not saying I stand with Ukraine. He's telling me he's telling us we have to stand with Ukraine. Um, 
So yeah, there's no there's no other option. Hakeem yeah, no, Jeffries just, is, is telling us that that that's your orders to do. Well, there's no seats. We sold them all to to pay for more bombs for Ukraine. So you have to stand with Ukraine. That's that's the so rule now. I, I dug a little deeper and uh, found a press release from December seventeenth, two thousand thirteen, from the office of uh, Hakeem Jeffries. Um, Today, Congressman Hakeem Jeffries released a letter uh, recently sent to the Ukrainian ambassador of the United States uh, in response to rising levels of anti-Semitism and racial intolerance in the Ukraine that is spearheaded by the fast-rising Svoboda uh, political party. Svoboda, yeah. I, I don't know how you it's hard it. to say that word. Svoboda, yeah. <laughs> So here's the here's the quote from the press release from Hakeem Jeffries. Despite the Ukrainian government's efforts to battle racial intolerance, use of xenophobic a language that endorses Nazi ideology by the fourth largest political party in the Ukraine continues to be disconcerting. It is critical that top government leaders and officials recognize the dangers of working with these extremist groups that founded themselves and promote anti-Semitism. So I, apparently, I told there's such a small fringe faction, the Svoboda party. Yeah, this, party. Is, this is apparently you know the, the, a fringe group, but they're recognizing that the government at the time uh, is still working with them. Now, this was before the coup. I was going to say this is before we supported was... a fucking right wing coup of the government. So can you imagine how bad it is now compared to then? This is when we weren't. This is when we didn't have to pretend that they weren't Nazis, though. This was this was back then when it was safe to just actually be like, "Hey, this is bad. Nazis bad." Um, and now we have to pretend like they're not fucking riddled with Nazis. All I mean, sure, the they're Nazis, military. but at least they're not Putin, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. They're not, you know, a challenge to our hegemony. So, you know, that's that's so, a real important thing for us. Yeah. I have one last little bit here on um, our old buddy uh, putting him out to pasture. Juan Guaido. Uh, <laughs> he is. R.I.P. Thanks for the he, memories. Oh, my God. He's apparently finally circled the drain long enough and he's his. Career has been flushed. So it's official. This is from Jacobin. Uh, it's official. Juan Guido is no longer the president of Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> he never was, of course, ever since 2019, when Guido uh, used his position as head of Venezuela's opposition-led legislature to declare himself president of, of an interim government that never did much actual governing. Observers have had a lot of fun sharing memes of the man announcing that he was everything from the UK's new monarch to the winner of 2020's dysfunctional Iowa caucus. But as of this week, Guido, uh, can Guido, I can never say it right. It's fine. Guido, Guido works in this case. <laughs> he can no longer even use the fictional title of president. Venezuela's national assembly voted 72 to 29 on Monday to strip Guido of his non-existent presidency and dissolve his interim government after nearly four years with the opposition finally concluding its strategy had failed uh, his quote unquote government was meant to have stepped in and organized new elections after sitting president Nicolas Maduro was ousted in a U.S. opposition. Uh, I'm sorry, a U.S. backed coup. But none of that actually happened. Instead, with the opposition failing to get the military on its side and with regime change efforts marked by the kind of incompetence you'd normally see in a police academy movie, Goito was left treading water, struggling to organize new protests the size of those in 2019, occasionally reminding the world he still existed as when he endorsed the far-right incumbent Jair Bolsonaro in this year's Brazilian elections. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, we should mention him real quick because he's fucking uh, cropped back up too in the fucking, you know, just, just the worst place on earth, fucking South Florida. Like, just the absolute... Did he flee the country? Oh, yeah, you didn't hear about this? Yeah, he's, he's fucking... He... Yeah, so Lula... Uh, 
was inaugurated the other day. And right, uh, I knew and, that part. Yeah, so uh, Jared Bolsonaro, uh, fearful uh, of actually being held accountable for all of his crimes and corruption, while uh, while president of Brazil, fled the country to ex- to, to escape ex- escape uh, prosecution, and is now living in South Florida, living in a fucking you know million dollar development. So another company. another Gusano who another- had to, <laughs> to flee his country for fear of a left wing government. Yeah. This just, you know, a real tragic story. So and there's literally a video of him on social media going around and getting like a hero's welcome in the fucking in like the villages and in, in, in fucking Boca or whatever, you know, like <laughs> like in fucking khaki shorts with a security detail shaking the hands of, course, of other of course. fellow rich fucking. Do you, you know, have like a pink sweater Gusanos. tied around his shoulders? Oh, no, he legit like looked like a fucking typical South Florida, you know, douchebag. Yeah. Like it, it's just what a fitting end to his fucking pathetic existence as a as a world leader um, to be hiding out amongst well, all the other fucking retirees. I'm, I'm sure he'll, he'll invite him on, you know, primetime news to talk about, you know, how the oppressive left uh, canceled him. <laughs> right. So I had one last paragraph from this uh, Jacobin article um, regarding uh, Guaido uh, it says here in the end, Maduro clung onto power. Thanks to the key backing of his military and the support of Turkey, China, and Russia. But what really sealed Guaido's fate was the war in Ukraine with the resulting energy shocks leading Joe Biden's administration in Europe to begrudgingly soften their opposition to Maduro and start (laughs) dealing with his government and the sizable oil reserves it controls out of necessity. The symbolic dagger in the heart of Guido's legitimacy may well have been at the COP27 summit this past November in Egypt, where Maduro had several friendly interactions with U.S. climate envoy John Kerry and and European leaders like French President Macron, who pointedly called him president. <laughs> <laughs> who pointedly acknowledged so the reality. Of- the, the West has finally acknowledged that Maduro is the real president right. of Venezuela. And, you know, again, for all the fucking, like, the leftists who are like, oh, well, he's, you know, he's using the military. Like, yeah, okay, and who's still in power and who hasn't been fucking deposed, like Nicolas Maduro? So maybe he's got the right idea about how to actually maintain power as an actual leftist, you know, governing. In a, I mean... In a, his his you know reign of terror was briefly threatened by those uh 21 uh mercenaries from florida <laughs> oh man oh man that's that's all that's still one of the best oh, stories of all time those fucking the best, clowns the best why is and that the, not a spoof movie yet? like that and needs the to fucking, be a- and the fucking the the the, the moscow sports sweatshirts they forced them to wear during their <laughs> confession videos Oh, my favorite thing. That was my favorite thing because every Western news media outlet had to crop that out or they like flipped the frame so it would be backwards. <laughs> right. So you wouldn't see that it said Moscow across the Fucking hilarious. Chest. So funny. Like they had them like waiting around for that perfect day when they got to fucking <laughs> catch some fucking some wannabe military thugs on their shores, make them piss their pants at gunpoint. Right. And then force them to confess. Unbelievable. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Well, I think that about does it for us today. Yeah, um, that's all I got. But yeah, so, you know, ch- uh, if you like the show, rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, uh, patreon.com slash move left, facebook.com slash move left idiots. I am on Twitter at move underscore left. Uh, and I'm on Twitter at bike 